Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, another monorail breakdown leads to guest evacuations. More entertainment is being cut from the parks. And it's time to start wondering if the axe is coming down on some Disney executives. Also, a little later on, we're going to discuss how people treat cast members and what you need to keep in mind to make sure you're not a douche. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 1049 for the week of September 24th, 2019. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And by Dizboards.com. Have questions about your Disney vacation? Join millions of other Disney fans who have the answers. From theme parks to cruise line to Disney Vacation Club and much more, our forums will help you get the most out of your next trip. Head over to Dizboards.com and join in the conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. The newest addition to our team, Mr. Ruben Gonzalez. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Mr. Corey Morton. I'm just happy to be here. Back in the production nook on the switch, our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hi. Welcome, folks. Sorry we were a little bit late uh, going up today. Just had some technical issues. Craig has been feverishly working to try and fix things back there. But glad to have you with us and hope your week is off to a good start. Um, a couple of things I just need to push in housekeeping. I uh, want to remind everybody about the Moving to the Magic Facebook group uh, being headed up by Eric Gross and his team. If you're thinking about moving into Orlando, about making the switch and coming on down here and being closer to Disney, this is a great, great group of people. Um, about 7,000 strong right now, and it's growing like a weed, and a lot of great conversations happening there. So if you're thinking about it, planning on it, want to talk to some people who are in the same boat or who have made the move down to Orlando, head over to Facebook, do a search on Moving to the Magic, and join up with that Facebook group. Can I piggyback on that while we're talking about Facebook? Sure. Um, we're looking for a couple of, oh, well, several. Um, if, you're a fan, if you're on Facebook and you're a fan of Dizboards on Facebook group, um, we've grown beyond what we can moderate ourselves. And so if you're, if you're willing to um, help us out, to keep the nonsense away, uh, send me a message on Facebook or Jackie Gailey, and we'll we'll go from there. But we're looking for some moderators. Some, yeah, we're looking for some moderators to to keep the the keyboard warriors at bay. Keyboard warriors. Okay. Um, also, want to make sure we remind everybody about um, our other slate of shows. We produce a lot of shows here. We have uh, the DBC show that goes up every Monday. We have our Disneyland show. Our Dreams Unlimited Travel Show, which goes up Monday-ish, I think is how you like to Monday-ish, say it. Monday-ish, every week-ish. <laughs> when I um, feel like it. When he feels ish. like it-ish. Um, we also have uh, the Universal Show, which goes up on Thursday. The dining, the Disney Dining Show goes up on Friday. All of these are also available on iTunes if you just want to listen. 
and don't want to watch. Of course, you can find all our shows, disunplugged.com or youtube.com slash disunplugged. But want to make sure we remind people that we got a lot of shows that we produce. And, um, I don't think a lot of people realize that virtually all these shows now, the audio feed is available to subscribe on iTunes. Oh, sorry. That made me realize it's we're in the final process of moving to Orlando, having its own feed. So that's why you haven't seen it in the Walt Disney World edition feed. It will be on its own. So uh, as soon as I get the confirmation from iTunes that it's good and I don't have to change up the title and the description and all that little minute stuff anymore, then we will have it blasted out there. So, isn't it crazy that we started on audio and we have to tell people on video that we also have audio? Yeah, well, this <laughs> show this show does a pretty even um, pretty even number of downloads on iTunes versus views on YouTube. The other shows, it's weird. Some of them are much more popular on iTunes than they are on YouTube, and vice versa. So, um, just letting everybody know, there's multiple ways to get it. But before we go any further. I do want to introduce everybody to the newest member of our team, Ruben Gonzalez. Um, now, Corey and I have known Ruben for many, many years. Ruben used to work for Sheridan Vistana. He was a sales rep for Sheridan Vistana. We would uh, we did business with him uh, back in the days when we were doing a lot of business with off-property hotels. Bob worked closely with Ruben. Bob and Ruben were very good friends. That's how, really, that's yeah, how we yeah. found Ruben. Bob yeah. found Ruben. Um, and uh, we've decided to do more with off-property hotels. Um, a lot of the feedback we're getting uh, is that, you know, for, for some people, the, the price point is a little, uh, you know, is getting a little much, depending on when you want to come to Disney World. So we want to start offering up more, uh, more choices for off-property uh, hotels. But we're very particular as Ruben has found out, and Corey's already knows how I am when it comes to that stuff. Very particular about the hotels that will that will uh, that will bring on the site. So Ruben has been brought on to kind of head up that uh, that 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 part of things for us, and we're very happy to have you. Thank you. Um, and why don't you talk about just some of the stuff that you've been working on? All right. Well, thank you, thank you, Pete, Corey, everybody here for having me uh, on today's show. Um, again, my name is Ruben Gonzalez, and I have been in the industry, I want to say, about 20 years. So I understand... He started when he was nine. Uh, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I had to shave, so that's fine. <laughs> and uh, so I've been in the industry for about 20 years, and so I understand the hospitality industry. I've had several roles uh, from the uh, as a hotelier, just like Pete was mentioning. I had... Uh, Shares and Vistanas here in Orlando, as well as other destinations throughout uh, the United States, as well as uh, Mexico. Uh, so I have uh, dealt in the sales realm for a while. And uh, as I'm brought here uh, on Dreams Unlimited Travel, uh, my role is to really look for hotels, select hotels that we will trust that we can send our friends and family, and we have complete trust that they will have a fantastic time. So that is my role here, to work with these hotels that we can bring to you uh, great deals, great value adds, great locations. Uh, for example, right now, we just uh, turned live a few weeks ago the uh, Hilton Palace uh, right across the street from downtown Disney. Um, 
Currently, we're running a great special rate from $99, uh, and that includes as well the um, parking. Uh, parking has been waived for uh, members or those who are seeing here through uh, these boards. And the parking alone is uh, $22. So you get a great deal, you great, get great location. The property has been totally renovated. They have spent around $90 million, um, anywhere from the grounds to the newly redone pool to the rooms. It looks fantastic. Uh, also, uh, just last week, we turned on the Holiday in Disney Springs. You get all the values uh, and um, all the so, amenities uh, that go along with uh, 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 Fast Pass Plus, Extra Magic Hour. Yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Transportation. <laughs> yeah, so you get all the amenities such as those mentioned, uh, as well you have great location. You could walk to downtown Disney. Uh, you get great rates. Uh, also, we just relaunched the uh, Carib Royale and the Buena Vista Suite. They're located... Uh, I want to say like a mile and a half from the entrance to the Disney Resort. Uh, great location. You also get complimentary scheduled transportation uh, to the Disney theme parks, as well as some transportation to some of the outlets uh, in the area. And we're also working with looking at other hotels in the destination, uh, so you have to stay tuned to see what are those. But if you have some suggestions of what are some of the things that you're really looking for, let us know, and we could really look in, into those hotels uh, and see if we could work something out. Right now, um, some of the value adds are from discounts, anywhere from uh, up to 27% discount, um, the free parking, and that we're also looking at other destinations, uh, not only Orlando. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, yeah, they've been we'll keeping busy. You know. Corey and Corey and Ruben working together on this now for a couple months. I don't want to forget about um, John and Kevin. Do you want to mention anything about Dreams Villas while we're in the whole hotel scene? Sure. No, <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> I just threw it. Dream but. of Those Orlando is the company that Kevin and I own. We have four and three bedroom units uh, a couple miles outside of Walt Disney World. This is a different product. This is a vacation home. This is a vacation home. Um, there's no two stories. There's no scheduled transportation. Uh, Kevin, a little known, little known fact: Kevin comes and does your housekeeping every day. He does in a little maid's outfit. <laughs> Um, now you have to poke your eyes out. We are, we are, <laughs> I bleach. We are priced for value for larger families. So up to 10 people in a unit and up to the, at $99 per night plus tax. And it's in seven dwarfs lane. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the, we've, we've really positioned it for value, but there's not those amenities that are associated with some of these other resorts. Right. We have a lot of repeat guests. A lot of repeat guests. Yeah. yeah. We were often asked, why don't you guys talk about it a lot? Because he full. stays pretty booked, huh? A lot of the time we're full. So. <laughs> and you know, yeah, that's because I say to him all the time, you know, we should really push. He's like, I'm really, I'm kind of good. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. But now, who email Kevin at. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to make sure we introduce Ruben to you guys because you're going to see Ruben popping up in vlogs. Um, we do some vlogs at these hotels, but also we're going to drag him into the parks and you know make him do stuff in the parks too. So um, I just wanted everybody to meet you and. Like I said, you know, he's been he's been in Orlando in that part of the business for, you know, he says twenty years. I don't think he's old enough to have been doing it for twenty years. But <laughs> Me either, right? I hate I think that. I'm old enough to be doing it. Twenty two. Yeah. 
22. Every time I say that out loud, I'm like, God. Maybe so, when I was a child. But, you know, we'd, like I said, we've known Ruben forever. We love him, and we're really glad to have him with us. Thank you. So, all right. With that, I'm done with housekeeping. I just want to say hello to Gina S. She never gets to watch us live, and she's homesick. So we hope she feels better. That was it. Okay. I want to say hello to that person in, on YouTube that's going to comment when the show starts. The first person? Yeah, the first person always says, all right, show starts at 10 minutes and whatever. I swear, all the time. Okay. Be all problem. right. Anything else for housekeeping? Okay. Then we got some stuff to talk about in the news this week, so we I'll turn it over to John. We do. Our first news story. Monorail loses power and leaves nearly 100 guests requiring evacuation. Late Thursday night, a Walt Disney World monorail reportedly left the transportation and ticket center on its way to Epcot when it lost power and stalled just above the Magic Kingdom parking lot. Guest reports state that they were stuck on the monorail for about an hour as the Reedy Creek Fire Department rescued guests with a bucket that could hold a maximum of two guests each. So, yeah, there's a new ride at Disney. <laughs> and <laughs> Monorail's you know, Edge. That's on my podcast. <laughs> so not only, you know, not only is this story um, happening more and more often, we're hearing stories, you know, about the monorails breaking down, about uh, problems with the monorails. They're more and more frequent as time goes on. Now, we know that they are planning to replace them. Um, but until they do, they're fair game. Um, because in addition to these things breaking down, they smell like a hundred homeless people took a piss inside these cars. They are so musty and nasty, and half the time the air conditioner doesn't work or it's leaking. So I can imagine no power, no power, Florida heat. You can only take two people off at a time. Must have been charming. Must have been a really magical, magical experience. And yeah, they're replacing them, but you know what? This should have happened a couple of years ago. This should have happened a long time ago. Um, this and, was that night, so this was a day of BO right. on everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to get to some other stories that just, the stories I picked for this week all kind of point in a single direction. Um, and, you know, so I wanted to start out with this one because. Well, it it'll make itself clear. Well, because you know, yeah, it's it's uh, it's. Oh, we'll get to it. I'm not going to go into it now. We'll get to it. But go ahead into the next All one. All right, our second news story. Disney's U.S. Parks chief leaves after 15 years with the company. Catherine Powell, who ran the U.S. and Paris theme parks for Walt Disney for the Walt Disney Company during the opening of the two Star Wars lands, is leaving the company. The 15-year veteran is departing to do something different, Disney said Monday. Sit at home in a caftan and eat bonbons. <laughs> she could not be reached for comment. I wonder why. Powell is credited with reinvigorating the company's two Paris parks with new attractions. She also worked in Disney's TV division uh, in her career. Her position uh, has been eliminated and the heads of the individual resorts will now report directly to Bob Chapek, chairman of Disney's Parks, Experiences, and Products Division. Because that's going to fix the problem. Disney, the world's largest theme park operator, unveiled two of its largest resort expansions over this year, the $1 billion Star Wars-themed Galaxy's Edge, 
open at the company's original Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California in May. A second attraction opened in Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando in August. Um, domestic, despite this, domestic attendance fell at the parks during the three months ended June 30th. Chief Executive Officer Bob Iger said in August that some guests may have put off visiting Disneyland because they feared the new attraction would lead to too big crowds. In addition, hotels in Anaheim raised prices in anticipation of the opening, and Disney opened Galaxy's Edge was only one of its two biggest rides in operation. Um, yeah, so there's more of that sort of stuff in there, but this is a huge surprise, I think. This was a a big surprise. Like you told me today, and I was like, "Holy moly!" Because you just met her I like did. a month ago. I did. I said it's a kiss of death. Um, yeah, John's the kiss of death for Disney executives. Yeah, he means don't to meet me. me. Um, if she doesn't, if, if she doesn't like you, she can make you go away. Um, the um, we talked about this a few weeks ago. How this is not working out the way they planned. You know. Remember when they first announced Galaxy's Edge? You go back and watch the show where we talked about that. And I mentioned that all the discounts for the fall had magically disappeared, like the next day. Like one day they were all there. They had great rates on the hotels. They were so convinced this was going to be a huge success. They thought this was going to be Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. And it ain't. Not so far. Now, again, I'm not ready... I'm not ready to bury Galaxy's Edge. I'm not ready to say this has all been a miserable failure. But the woman, I wanted to explain I want to explain this woman's position in the company. She has she reported directly to Bob Chapek, who's the, the, the head of Disney Parks and Resorts Worldwide. Uh, her responsibilities were Disneyland Paris, Disneyland, and Walt Disney World. The presidents of those three resorts reported to her. She reported to Bob Chapek. Bob Chapek reports to Iger. So she was two heartbeats away from, from heaven, so to speak. They just eliminated her job. They just eliminated her job. I have it on mildly good authority that other executives have either already been let go or are about to be let go. I was in the parks last Tuesday. Celebrating someone's birthday. And I went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time. This is three weeks since this opened. The place should have been wall to wall. I could have fired a cannon through the land and not hit anyone. At 11 o'clock in the morning. And the same was true at the other theme parks. I'm I'm walking around Epcot for food and wine. And... I'm like, really? I mean, it was lovely. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But I haven't seen it in a long time. And I heard, you know, one cast member said, oh, it's because of Dorian. Dorian scared everybody. No, it didn't. Dorian scared everybody away for about 25 minutes. You mean that hurricane that didn't happen to us? Right. I know, right? (laughs) Exactly. Um, Houston, we have a problem. Actually, Burbank, we have a problem. You mentioned that uh, Toy Story Land was packed, though. Toy Story Land was busier. Busier. Yeah, I'm going to say it was packed. It was the least packed I'd ever seen it. But it was busier than Galaxy's Edge was. Smuggler's Run was a 40-minute wait 
when we went over uh, uh, we went over to Epcot, Frozen was a 25 minute wait. When we were Space Mountain was a walk on at uh, Magic Kingdom, and Flights of Passage was 30 minutes. Um, now I you know there was you, you can say oh it's September. That stopped being a factor years ago, that September was slow. Remember how, you know, not that long ago, we were saying there are no more slow periods. So Galaxy's Edge has not brought in the business they expected it to. Now, if three or four months after Rise of the Resistance opens in December, we're still talking about this, it's a disaster. And I think most of the executives will end up losing their jobs. But they're firing the wrong guy, the wrong woman. The one who needs to go is Chapik. This guy needs to go. This guy is responsible for so many of the money grabs, so many of the price increases. The reason these parks are mm. empty right now mm. is him. The buck stops with him. I think she was a sacrificial lamb, and I think more are coming. But then our next news story talks about this man's genius in running a theme park. Before we get to that, I have a question for the guys in the back. Disneyland, was it crowded this past week that you've been there? The first, when we were there the first uh, couple days, it was definitely busy. It wasn't insanely busy. But seen, you've seen it, was, it worse. Yeah, we've seen worse. Oh, but, yeah, I mean, it was... It, it was busy, and then uh, I think Nancy was telling us that there was one level of pass that on Sunday it was the final day, mm-hmm. and that's why she was actually there with us because then someone was getting blocked out. I don't know if cast members or annual pass, but then after that, on on the final two days we were there, it was it was it was very not very slow, but Manageable. you know it was it got till noon and you could still walk pretty much 10 minutes onto everything except for Peter Pan yeah. and a couple of the other ones that were like that so it was it was it was a mixed bag but very interesting I was wondering if this was a Walt Disney World phenomenon no this is and and a galaxy's edge out there when you would go in was it packed I, no but I think it was just as busy as any other part of the park I, I don't think it was like oh this area is particularly empty so I don't think it was it didn't seem like oh people are turned away from this area because when we went back in there like we went in the cantina at one point and it was full and and there was a light wait for the ride. Well, I, I here's what I here's what I'm thinking. Um they built Galaxy's Edge to appeal to the Uber Star Wars nerd. Not the average visitor. This, this has come up a lot. I, you know, I've made it very clear how I feel or don't feel about Star Wars, and I'm not making jokes here. But there's a huge part of the audience who isn't going to understand the min- the minutia. That there's mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers who don't care about Star Wars. I understand appealing to the fan, but you're a theme park. You kind of have to appeal to everyone. And in my opinion, there's just not a lot to do. Well, I think what what I'm seeing is they have gone to appeal to that that core, core Star Wars fan audience. And I, I, I applaud them for the detail and the theming. And, uh, you know, it, it, it reminded me a lot of old Imagineering and yeah. the way things used to be done. 
So in that regard, I think they did an amazing job. However, however, um, you've appealed to a certain demographic. You have to figure out how you're filling your park the other 364 days of the year. I have um, a slight, slightly different than what you just said. Just slightly different. It feels to me that they didn't go far enough for the uber ubered Star Wars fan because a big much a lot of the complaints is it's not the original characters, it's not the original trilogy. These are the things we want to see, and then it's not not Star Wars enough for the people who don't care about Star Wars. So they tried to thread the needle with this thing that might be a little whitewashed, that might be a little too generic to bring in. Either well, I think they they're moving in this direction with everything. We we, we talked about it with the. Uh, planned Star Wars hotel that they're going to be opening um, and how you're going to be basically trapped in this place doing cosplay for three days. <laughs> um, I don't know. It all has this Dungeons and, and Dragons thing. To well, me. that's what I mean is that it's it's going for this uber nerd factor and that that, you know, just because Disney bought Lucasfilm doesn't mean Disney fans went along for the ride on that. Do I mean, I love Star Wars. I, I, mean, I enjoy the movies. I'm just not dressing up as anybody. Oh, I'm not either. And no. I'm, not, but the, I'm, I'm not in it at that level. I don't sit and debate canon. I the, don't sit and debate yeah. whether or not this is authentic to this or this is authentic to that. Was the movie good? Did I enjoy it? Yep. Okay, I'm good. I enjoy that. I enjoy that movie. I equate that to Downton Abbey. I love Downton Abbey. But you ain't dressing up as a Dowager Countess. I don't want to dress up as but anybody. The, I don't want to be part of the movie. That I enjoyed ho- it. That hotel is not being built like a hotel, though. That's the thing. It's it's only being built to be... I, I don't think that hotel experience, not hotel, but it's not going to have a. It's going to have the smallest capacity of anything yes. that they offer on it's a property. Hotel. Yeah, yeah. For that reason, I There's think. There's also yeah. another reason too: is where they're putting it. It can't be a hotel with windows or balconies. It has no windows in it. Right, it has no windows because it's going to be up against Osceola Parkway or the off ramp onto Disney Parkway. It's not a pretty location, so they figured out a way to use this spot and bring in guests. For the total immersion of it, gotta give it. But to again, the premise, <laughs> the premise of all of this, the investment, the billions of dollars invested in this, the premise of all of it was that we're going to bring in all these people and all this business, and here we are, roughly a month into the launch of Galaxy's Edge here, and those crowds have not materialized. And I will tell you right now, they are not going to materialize for the rest of this year. Um, You may have pockets, certain days during historically busy periods, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. But outside of that, outside of that, it's not materializing. What will happen after December when Rise of the Resistance opens, which... According to everything I've seen and heard, people are saying yeah, this might be fantastic. the very best attraction Disney has ever made. And people could be waiting for that. If they're going to plan their trip, they could be waiting for both I of those. think they're waiting for, honestly, the hotel. I think people are waiting for the 50th anniversary. I think yeah. people are waiting for 2021. I think True. this is going to be the story that we're going to be talking about for the next 18 months. I really do. Can I just put in there that I answer the reservations account and we can't book 2021 yet? Cannot book 2021. Are you getting uh, a lot of questions? Uh-huh. Tons, tons. I do. We have another account at Dreams called Future Bookings, and tons of people want to go in 2021. And it's not because we're not doing it. Right? It's just not available. It's yet. just not available. Disney's not giving it to anybody. Yet. I I have a feeling. I have a feeling that this is temporary. This is not permanent. 
but that the next year and a half may be among the best times you will ever have to come to Disney World if you want to avoid crowds. I got to tell you something. If I showed up here on vacation this past week and I walked into the Magic Kingdom and I could walk on to pretty much everything with very little wait, 10, 15, 20, 30-minute waits, and not have to worry about fast passes like the old days, I'd have been a happy camper. Been a very, very happy camper. Um, So, like I said, in response to all of this, we have our next story. Okay, I've been putting off this one because there's words I can't pronounce in it. Park entertainment cuts have been confirmed. And what has become an an annual tradition ahead of the end of the financial year at Walt Disney World, the resort recently saw a wave of layoffs and cutbacks. This year, the cuts are hitting the live entertainment area hard with Animal Kingdom's Buratico Band in Africa. Buratica? Help me out. Where's Kathy when we need her? Yeah, really. Buratica Band in Africa. The Muppet Show in Magic Kingdom's Liberty Square. It's pronounced Muppet. Muppets. <laughs> Magic Kingdom's Royal Majesty Makers. And the Coco Puppet and Folklorico dancers in Epcot all completely cut. Epcot's Jammeters and those... Jaminators. Uh, no, there's no pen in there. Chameters. Don't confuse them. <laughs> really, you got me bad enough it is. And, you know, the, the drummers in uh, Tokyo are both moving from performing seven days a week to five days a week. In recent years, Disney has shifted from hiring equity actors and other outsourced entertainment to hiring much cheaper, non-union, inexperienced performers. The shift saw substantial cutbacks to the equity uh, represented citizens of Hollywood performers in Disney's Hollywood Studios back in 2016. Another equity represented show fully shut down last year when Captain Jack's pirate tutorial was eliminated from the Magic Kingdom after a 12 year run. Disney has begun replacing photographers at characters, character meet and greets with AI operated automated cameras. And last month's D23 Expo, Disney announced a new AI-based vacation planning tool that looks to be replicating or replacing many of the current services offered by guest services. So, come on down. It's very. It's not crowded at all, but it's also not crowded because there's no cast members. <laughs> I got to tell you, the people in my Twitter hate these camera boxes. I hear very bad. Yeah, things. no, I haven't heard anything positive about them. I, yeah. Hate yeah. them. <clears throat> I have several friends that are just losing their uh, shifts because of this. And what did so you say? losing their shifts. 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 Um, and this is why I say it's time. Chapik needs to go. He needs to go. Um, this guy is just a number cruncher. He has no concept of what makes these parks, spe- parks special. He has no concept of what guests want. He has no concept of what the guest experience is. And it seems like one decision after another coming out of this guy uh, is bad and ends up where we are now. So if they are looking for somebody to blame for what's going on right now, look no further than the office next to yours, Mr. Iger, and show that clown the door. Because this is got this has really gotten absurd. So, and I believe now, Craig, we were talking about this before uh, during an interview. <clears throat> Chapik, when he was asked about these entertainment cuts, oh. said he believes that the cast members are mm-hmm. the entertainment. Yes, 
He did say that. Yeah. Okay. So you know what, Bob? If you, if you believe that, pay him. Pay him equity. Mm-hmm. Let him into equity. Okay. Face ca- face characters at Disney are equity. They're in the equity union, right? Uh, if if you're a face, yes. you get a face. premium for being a face. I don't think you're equity unless you're performing on the stage. But they do still a, a face makes more than a fur. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But it makes more than a fun. Yeah. <laughs> Is this like really the lingo? That's true, yeah. Uh, well, that. you know I what? I, I think I, that's also uh, uh, Rhino's favorite porn site. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell people. Uh, no, it, it'll. My thing is, I I feel like his comments were also uh, very revealing about how he, how much he respects uh, the people who run his, uh, the theme parks, and I feel like it was. Uh, I've never seen an executive. I mean, they have said things before, but I feel like that was a very disrespectful comment to like all the people that work there. The way he just kind of dismissed. Well, is it? I mean, uh, really? I mean, do is there any? Is it any surprise that he that he holds? these people in disdain with the choices he makes he doesn't think we really need cast members hmm. we don't really need that many cast members because we can do everything ai because the cast members don't add any value to the experience that you are charging an extraordinary premium for okay it's not like you're the discount house of worship here people have to spend now four to five thousand dollars for the most basic vacation at Walt Disney World. And your answer to that is to automate the interactions that are the core, the, the foundation, right, of the experience. We've already talked about how hiring all these temporary college program cast members and making 60% of your frontline cast temporary help has already eroded the service level. What kind of service... Are you a service level? Are you expecting from a stinking box? The same you get from the, my my, uh, my Disney experience, it's, right? <laughs> I will say though, with the box, I'm still split fifty fifty on this. I think there should be highly trained photo pass cast members out in the parks, but I have taken more photos, I think, with them in the past month than I have in the past year, and I we've got some like, doozies from yeah, Disneyland. It's, I would say there's actually more. There's more bad photos than there are good photos. You know what's and in that box? There's an SNL episode with Justin Timberlake. That's what's in that. That's, I, in that, that's what's in that box. Like the box photos, <laughs> I will. <laughs> the box photos, I will admit, they're not. They are not perfected because it's literally just capturing this wide area, and you're hoping you might get a good moment you can crop in later on. But at the same time, too, it's they can't just take a person who's like, oh, I really want to get on the culinary team here. Great. Well, we're going to put a camera in your hand and you're going to be photo pass cast member. There's got to be there with stuff like that, that it is important as photographers. We know it's it actually it takes a lot of talent to capture these moments. And I feel I still feel like with photo pass, there's too many bad seeds in there that just like that. You might you don't even know the amount of moments you might be able to have. If you would have a fully trained staff of photographers to do it all, so yeah. it's that's where I'm at on that. But it it, it all stinks overall. You know, I, going back to the in- entertainment, like I don't always we don't always stop and watch some of these, but it's nice to stumble upon things happening in the park. Whether you're going you're going to get something to eat or you're going to your next attraction, but it's nice to have things happening. If you go on YouTube and you look at people's videos, 
it's always those surprise moments with cast members or right. characters, those interactions that people are posting on YouTube because it's not the stage show over and over again, or they know that they go to a site where they have a really good mm-hmm. shot of the stage show. But it's funny, too. This is all happening, and then they're going to release that documentary about the cast member of the day in the life of the cast member. And I'm sure a lot of it will have the interactions they have with guests on a daily basis, and you'll be like, mm. And you read trip yeah. reports, and what do people say in trip reports? I met this great cast member. Mm-hmm. This was this cast member helped my child do this or that. It's those interactions, yep. And, yep. and you know. And I'm important. I'm going back to the Galaxy's Edge. I'm fine if the cast members are being given the option to make their own story and and really become part of the immersion. Universal has been doing that since the Wizarding World, and then they went company-wide, the entire parks, and they said, if you work at an attraction where we are trying to immerse you in the experience, please do come up with that role. Be a part of the story. And I think that's a great thing to have over the entire parks, but it shouldn't just be like all these all these cast members at Galaxy's Edge they're being thrown into this, told you have to make this story. Meanwhile, someone putting you on Peter Pan's flight is just going to push down your bar and wave at you and be like, hey, bye. Let me be honest. Here's the deal. I know I know your reasons for not enjoying Galaxy's Edge. I think Galaxy's Edge is incredible. I think the detail is incredible. I like the interaction with the cast members. Yeah, but would you accept that in the rest of the park? But no, I think I go there expecting that, and I so think it's So in fantastic. Galaxy's Edge... You have to ask the right word. You, if you want to know where the restroom is, they have to tell you that you have to visit your land or go to the refresher. Part of the so if, a, if you went into fantasy, see, I don't find land, that fun. If you went into Fantasyland and you asked where the restroom was, and somebody said, "Ha ha ha, princesses don't go to the restroom." <laughs> <laughs> no, are you perfect. okay with that? I've been. You want to yes. continue the theming? I've been to I've been to Fantasyland and been told that this is where the throne is. You got a Frontierland. If, you, if you go to Future World and they say, "Oh, you're supposed to go in your self-contained <laughs> suit," it's just it's ridiculous. I right? There's a point. I, I enjoy. There's it. a point of interaction and immersion where it. I, I was saying this to to uh, uh, Craig before that when you watch a film, you have to. For a good story, you have to suspend disbelief, right? right? That's a whole part of the experience. But there is a point. There is a point where you can't. And that's when these stories, fall. you know, the wheels come off the wagon. So when I'm in Galaxy's Edge and I'm trying to buy something and I'm having to have a 10-minute back and forth about credits and whatever, I don't have this kind of time. I don't have this kind of time. Here, I want this. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I, I don't care if you have to break character because if you either break character or I'm going to break your neck. Well, Those I, are your two options because I, I, wa- I just want the damn soda. I don't want to have a back and forth. Right. And I don't want to have to feel like I need to communicate with you and I need to play along with this. I'm not that playful. I'm not that magical. They don't have just, the word for money, but they have the word for charcuterie. <laughs> At one point, I, I asked a uh, Galaxy Edge cast member, I said, I don't know what you call it, but can you take my picture? <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't know what they called it. So I said, I don't know what you call it. I wanted to buy it. John. It, it, it kills me to say this. I wanted to buy him one of those stupid, expensive flashlights. And I said to the, the lightsaber? Huh? Lightsaber. And I said to the cast member, where were we? We were in the place where you buy those really good hot dog sandwiches. And I said, I said to the lady, could you point me to where I can buy 
um, where's the shop where I can make up my own lightsaber? And there were stormtroopers outside, and she says to me, don't let the bucket heads hear you say that, and walked away from me, and I thought, oh, there's $200 out of your pocket. (laughs) (laughs) I left. And I think... I get what they're going for. I get what they're trying to accomplish with it, and I applaud the effort. However, you are only appealing to a very certain me. percentage <laughs> of me. the population. The rest of us are going to be like, I haven't got time for this. You know, I used to wait tables. We always, we're always taught that, okay, you have tables that want you to kind of entertain them. You want tables that want to talk to you. You have some tables where they just want to eat. Read the room. Silent service. I was just going to say, three words. Silent service. Bring them what they ask for. Give them what they want and walk away. Read the audience. There's some that want to do the whole, oh, I'm going to give you the whole menu with, you know, you, yeah. you got to choose. you got to read the room. Yeah. And they better start training these guys to read read the room when they're interacting with somebody because you're going to have people like me. I just want a soda. I really <laughs> don't want to go into a whole thing here. Okay? Just give me my damn soda and let me be on my way. Um, and I think this hotel or whatever the hell him. it's this hotel or whatever the hell it's going to be is going to take that to it's going to be that whole concept pump up on steroids. And I think they are making a huge mistake. I think they have to start thinking about I don't think the concept is going to work. The concept they're going for, based on what we're hearing, where this is going to be a three-night experience, anywhere between eleven and $1,400 a night, and you get one day in Batu. That's your theme park experience. So you're taking three days of your vacation. You're getting to go into one land and one theme park as part of that. And it's basically cosplay the entire time. So I really think you have just limited the number of people who are going to go and stay in this to about 20. And then you're going to have to figure out how you're going to sell those room nights because at the end of the day, that's the business you're in. You have to sell room nights. And you're not going to sell them to the vast majority of the audience you have if that's going to be what it is. We run into people all the time who listen to the show. And they'll be with their family. And you can always tell the one who listens and the three behind him who have no freaking (laughs) idea who we are. Right. That is me going into Star Wars. He loves it. I'm the one standing behind him going, everything here is gray and dirty. <laughs> also, part of the fun is like forcing you to go and interact with them. And I go find out where the bathroom is, and I just stand back and watch. And I think to myself, just tell me. Do I look like I want to play? <laughs> like I said, I'm not that playful. Um, so, all right, we got to move on. I could talk about this for another hour, but we got to move on and go on to rapid fire. So that'll wrap it for the news. And right. John? ahead with your rapid fire. All right, my, my rapid fire is actually related to uh, people going to Walt Disney World. There's been additional resort inventory added for the five-night Ultimate Disney Christmas Package. We talked about this on the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show. We gave you specifics about the Ultimate Disney Christmas Package. This is a specifically limited, restrictive package where you have to travel during certain dates in December. And by agreeing to travel during these dates... December 21st through December 26th, you get specific exclusive experiences on different days. When I mentioned it on the Dream Show, um, we I got a lot of um, feedback from folks who said they can't book it. They're being told it's sold out. The resorts are not available. You know, you guys just mentioned it. What's going on? Well, it turns out that Disney has added a 
large number of additional resorts to the list and room nights to the list. So you should be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, find uh, availability now at the resort. There is one caveat for all of this in that during this stay of your do this on this day uh, package, the night of December 24th, the um, Epcot Forever show is sold out. So if you want to go see Epcot Forever, you have two choices, December 23rd and December 24th. The uh, night of the 24th is definitely sold out. So um, I want to make sure folks know that. And I also want to mention that if you book through Dreams Unlimited Travel, we are giving our clients a $100 Disney gift card for booking through us. This is not a Disney offer. This is a Dreams <laughs> Unlimited Travel <laughs> offer. And I want to make sure that was mentioned. And I have one more thing. I need flashlights. I want to give <laughs> you... Expensive two, flashlights, $200 each. I want to give you some specific pricing that we're finding for our clients. Four adults in the at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, standard view room, $5,068.30, specifically for this package, specifically for those dates. That happens to include trip insurance, so it's a little bit higher than the standard rate. Two adults, Coronado Springs King Room, $3,129.46. Two adults, Port Orleans Riverside Garden View Room, $3,126.40. And one adult, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Standard View Room, $2,459. So, I, you know, I think this is a reasonably priced package. I think the individual things sound fun. If you can travel during these days, if this is something that you're able to do, I think it's a great opportunity to mm -hmm. see Walt Disney World at Christmas time. And I think you're going to find the crowds are light at Christmas time well, this year. I'll believe it when I say it, but I mm -hmm. think if it's ever going to happen, this is the year this it's going to happen. happen. I agree. So okay. contact John at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com if you want some more info on this package. All right. Thank you, John. Mr. Kevin Close. We have a new group, a new Adventures by Disney trip that we're uh, announcing. We've uh, started talking about it. I alluded to it last week. We are going to do the Rhine River Cruise on ABD and AMA Cruise Lines. It's September 17th through the 24th of next year. September 2020. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think being in Provence in autumn sounds pretty freaking cool. I'm in. Uh I know the link to sign up for it will go up in the show notes page, but if you follow me on Twitter, and you should be, it's available now. I put it out there. Uh, it is something we're really looking forward to. Very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. I, you fly into Lyon and uh, sail to Marseille. It's beautiful country, and I can't imagine... I've always wanted to see the French countryside. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, I've seen Paris, but I've never gone outside of Paris. And we've seen the uh, the French Riviera. We I've been we've done river. Yeah, or, I've um, done the Mediterranean cruises. Mediterranean cruises. That's the word so I'm looking imagine for. Imagine sailing on a on a riverboat that doesn't hold a lot of people. I think it's 176. Yeah, it's a small people. group. It's a it's a it's on the Amicello Ama Waterways longboat longship. And, I mean, these are great cruises in general, but just imagine the French countryside passing you by as you get to sail. And the stuff you do in these stops are terrific, really great experiences. Um, you go to a town that's based on a chocolate factory. There's um, soap-making experiences and all of these things. And I want to point out, you don't have to do any of it. 
people hear me say things. There's going to be like kayaking and boat and biking. You don't have to do any of that if you don't want to. <laughs> We're certainly not going to do it. But it's an all-inclusive vacation. You told me you would go kayaking. With I am, you, you're going to get in first. I will wave to you from the shore. <laughs> See if you tip over. These are all inclusive. You'll be yakking. Yeah. <laughs> all of your meals are included. All of your shore excursions are included. And for river cruises, even the gratuity for your vac- your uh guides are included as well so it's really nothing out of pocket except for souvenirs or if you decide to eat on your own off the boat we've got some sample pricing but i want to point out really smooth but i want to point out that um in addition to the pricing we got from disney which is really good pricing it's much less than it is on their website we are also including our dreams unlimited travel discount which is money off based on the final price of your vacation so, for example, uh, two people in a Category D stateroom comes out to $9,998 for two people. Wow. Um, to go to the extreme, two people in a Category A stateroom turns out to be $12,358, somewhere around and the there. the stateroom categories, like on any cruise ship, are size and location. And this, again, before we apply our discount to it, for an all-inclusive vacation and traveling on the Rhone. Kevin and I will be there. Pete's definitely going, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and who else? You know, We'll figure out who else wants to go to. I just want to talk a little bit about it's the adults fact. only. So. It is an adults-only yeah, trip. And point. that's, we, Dreams Unlimited Travel and the Diz never make our trips adults-only. Families are always welcome. However, because we did this mid-season with Adventures by Disney, we have gone into an existing trip. We will not have the full ship. We usually have Diz exclusives where only Dizzers will be on the uh, uh, an adventure. But there are already other people booked on this cruise. We are going to match in with them. Yeah, we did not buy off the cruise. No. So, but it'll be fun. It is adults only. However, the timing kind of sets that anyway. It's, you know, school has started. A wonderful, wonderful opportunity to mock non-Dizzers. <laughs> And to leave your kids with the cats. <laughs> That's yeah. right. It's, um, I'm really looking forward to it. It sounds to me to be, it sounds like the perfect autumn trip. I don't know about the rest of you. I think sailing through. Um, autumn in the south of France. Yeah. Autumn in the south of France. I'm in. And yeah. once we pull this all together, once we figure out how many people are going to go and stuff like that, we may put together one of our side trips to Disneyland Paris. We've done that before where we've got a, we hired a bus. And we just took people out to Disneyland Paris. We may do that. So it might mean flying into Paris and flying out of Marseille. We're thinking about doing a pre-stay. If dependent, Once we figure out, once it all sort of shakes out and we know how many people it are, we'll offer uh, Disneyland Paris a couple days beforehand and then transportation to the start of the ship. So we'll all be traveling together. Awesome. That doesn't sound bad, does Very it? Very excited. And Disneyland Paris would be decorated for um, Halloween. Yeah. Awesome. All right, thank you, Kevin. Now, Ruben, uh, Ruben, it does not have a uh, a rapid fire, does he? No. Put the camera on him for a moment. <laughs> Feel your shame. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's fine. It's fine. Corey. All right. So, uh, expansion coming to Scat Cats Club at Port Orleans French Quarter this fall. Scat Cats at Port Orleans French Quarter will expand into a larger space, serving signature beverages and a taste of the Big Easy. The lounge, inspired by the French Quarter in New Orleans. Will continue to offer live jazz, live and live jazz music five nights a week, 
In addition, the new Scouts Kite Club Cafe, located uh, near the lobby, will offer an easy way to pick up the famous house-made Mickey-shaped beignets, including seasonal fav flavors like pumpkin spice. The new location is set to open in October. I always thought this place needed to be bigger, to be honest. Yeah. There used to be a restaurant there. I read yeah. in the comments. And it closed in 2000. They closed the wrong one. They should have closed Boat Rides. Yeah, from, from when I read in the comments, everybody misses it. So, yeah. 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 So, so. There you go. All right. Thank you, Corey. Rhina? Um, so mine is uh, back on Star Wars again. Uh, Galaxy's Edge um, is going to be featured on um, a lot of Disney and ABC um, they're all their family of channels and networks and whatever. Um, so it started today with... Uh, so the reason why this is uh, of interest is because I guess they're going to be doing a bunch of Easter eggs. They're going to be doing a special. Um, there's going to be vacation giveaways um, and a sneak peek uh, at the new uh, attraction, the Rise of the Resistance. And so that started today on uh, Live with Kelly and Ryan, and then it will continue tonight on Blackish, and then tomorrow on the Goldbergs and Modern Family, and then Thursday, Good Morning America, The View. Tamron Hall Nightline at night, and then uh, which sounds a little concerning. Really, Nightline's yeah, gonna like, have a special on Galaxy's Edge. I'm assuming it's gonna be like an Easter egg about how to avoid <laughs> bounty hunters. Okay, okay. I just, this is not I, Dateline. I'm going to. I'm gonna circle back. This is how bad it's gotten. Yeah, they're gonna start selling Mike. I think they lemonade. should bring Ted Koppel back to talk about Galaxy's Edge. Why not? Why not I, just do that? Can I jump in here right now? Let's. Uh, does anybody want to get into a pool on how long the NBA experience is going to last? Oh, about yeah. twenty-five minutes. They've got cast members out parking cars. Yeah, Do you want to play basketball? Well, uh, we went to we went to the movies the other night, and the cast members from NBA Experience were all lined up along the valet parking area. Um, so there is also a, a two-hour special hosted by Neil Patrick Harris um, that's going to explore the lands, and it's going to have a bunch of guests, a bunch of famous people. In there, um, and it's going to be on like ESPN, Disney Channel, Disney Junior, all this stuff. I guess the important thing is uh, you could win a vacation, so you might want to check out this article about when and where to just like either set a DVR or watch or something like that. Or if you like it or you're interested in it, I'd check it out too, because I, I I like Galaxy's Edge. I'm like, I'm with John on I that like part it. of it. So I will say this: so I know this sounds extreme. This isn't really that unusual for Disney. They do that whole synergy thing. Yeah, yeah. This is a little modern, extreme. The cast of Modern Family goes to Disneyland to see you know the new. So thing. what? So 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 the journalists at Nightline are going to go. <laughs> I think that's the, funny. the the Nightline one. It's weird. <laughs> the Nightline one. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Super expose. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rhino. Craig. So yesterday, Rhino, myself, and Denny got the chance to ride Disney Skyliner. Yay! So I uh, just wanted to briefly talk about our experience. We have a vlog that's coming out that it just, it's the vi amount of videos we've been trying to upload yeah. from the Skyliner are so many that, like, I'm still uploading them today. So cause I say the you one you've already done on Twitter is really great. Except for the fact that when you pull in and I can see right at the back of Rhino's head. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we <laughs> swing when out. you come in. But yeah. I, I, well, Craig's your goal that you told me is you want to have a video for every every which way that you can go on it, right? Yeah, we pretty much do. And most of them are already out. So you'll mm -hmm. be able to, even though we only rode each, basically each way once. So it kind of throws it off. Like, for example, when we rode from the Caribbean Beach Resort Hub to Epcot, 
we stopped multiple times and also ran it slow mode for a little bit part of it. So our experience going there took like 16 minutes versus mm-hmm. on the way back. It was about a nine, eight and a half, yeah. nine minute ride. So it's it throws it off. But we're trying to release a video of each of the combinations. So you get an idea of how long it will take to travel wherever you how are. On the line, comfortable, but. How comfortable was inside was it inside the cabin? I thought it was fine. The most uh, common question we got is, was it hot when you stopped? We uh, uh, That's what I was going to say. Is that we, So we stopped in place for know, like two minutes? Well, two so minutes at they, one point and then about four to five minutes the next time. And and that was the – it was – so there was only four of us in our Skyliner and that was when like there was no air movement in it at all. And it, it did start to feel like I, it was – I mean – when I say getting warm, I mean it was getting warmer than it was inside when it was moving. But it was a 90-something degree day, and it wasn't like I was in there like... I, I feel like when I've gotten stuck in the monorail, it feels a lot hotter in the monorail hmm. than it did and in there. And they just yeah. took people out of the monorail in buckets. Yeah. <laughs> now these are going over water. And what could happen? These are buckets. They just take the traffic. whole bucket down, lower, they lower. Just lower the <laughs> uh-huh. They cut the cord and it goes... Uh-huh. No, it's, what could go wrong? Nothing. I mean, it looks very relaxing, though. It, it was extremely relaxing. I, I mean, it's literally if you've ridden a gondola at a ski mm-hmm. resort or anywhere else, it's the exact same thing. I, Rhino pointed out we didn't get airflow when we stopped the one time. It was just because of the direction the wind was blowing versus the way we were facing mm-hmm. with the ventilation. Because when we got stopped facing a different direction on another side, it was still blowing through the entire time and it was comfortable. So you're going to have those random moments like that. The the it, inside of the buckets that had the skins all around, those definitely were a lot darker on the inside as well, but for the video we were only we only wanted to ride in ones that didn't have the characters on the front so that way we could have a better view through. And so I'll also contribute a little bit of the extra heat to that, but like I keep I, uh, some people are going to lose their mind. I keep my house at like 78 degrees in terms of <laughs> temperature. Oh, my God. And I would say it was just slightly warmer than that. It was probably right around like 80. I know some people went on with thermometers and they're like, it's 90 degrees in here. I I, I wouldn't trust so. that thermometer. Yeah. Um it's, Was it an oral thermometer? It, probably. <laughs> yeah, they, not not even that, I but in, an old-fashioned oral thermometer <laughs> yeah. or digital one. Make it even better. Um, <laughs> but what an important thing to know about that um, is that we did learn um, that if 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 the there was a complete shutdown of this thing and they needed to evacuate everyone, they say it would take a total of about three and a half hours to get all of everybody out of every single bucket across the entire property. Wow! But there the. Um, units. So let's say it's the middle of July and it does break down like that and they know it's going to be an evacuation thing. They all have a cool unit inside of each one of the buckets that is meant to that is ready to activate for and it can last for up to three and a half or four hours. So you won't get you should. So it's not like a dog in a car. No, yeah. So you realistically should be able to stay cool in that if there was ever a problem. Also, you can close the vents and open the vents yourself. And you said your stop, I assume that was somebody handicap accessible trying to get no. into one? No, no. because no. Yeah. they actually, it's really awesome. I We knew that they were going to be able to take the gondolas 
off of the main line that they travel around and they'd be able to park long enough to get the gondola or to get uh, anyone who needs an accessible gondola in there and it was so cool watching okay. it. Did you see that? Yeah, so they That's have really one exciting. parked where you can get on and basically the people will load on then they have a gondola. The gondola comes into the station, and the track switch turns. Oh, that's the gondola great. comes off as the next one is starting to move on, so it gets into the bubble. And I mean, the track switch is it's like so it's it not like an attraction when it stops, you know no, what's happening. Nope, it's okay. moving. So cool. I mean, there's a, obviously with anything mechanical, sure. there's reasons why it could be stopped. Sensors could be triggered that it needs to such stuff like that. So there's lots of lots of ways around that but in terms of like is it going to slow down or stop every single time someone needs to pull their wheelchair and ecv on there absolutely not hmm. and it was so cool watching it uh it's cool. uh, the the only thing i could say that the downside to it is you know everything kind of lives out of the the caribbean beach resort hub so the gondolas that come from Hollywood Studios mm. will end at there. And then if you want to go to Pop Century or of Art of Animation, you have to get off your gondola and then board a new one going there. Uh, then the same thing, uh, if you want to go to Epcot from that hub, oh, wow. then you actually go through Riviera and their hub. You can get off there or you can get on there or you can choose to stay on. So it's not like Caribbean Beach where you have to get off. So that's a little bit better. But it's, you know, it overall, I... It's not a huge inconvenience. It's just how it has to be. It's impossible. It would literally just be lines everywhere if they wanted to make all these direct connections. But I, I think it's going to be a very, a very cool way to get around at those resorts. So people are concerned about the loading and the unloading. And it should, well, I assume, looking at the video, it slows down as it enters the... Oh, oh yeah. it goes so fast when you're coming in for that landing yeah, that I was you... like, we are going to collide. And then you're like, Twoop. but then, yeah, when you pull up to the sidewalk, it yeah. it comes. It's slow. It's like getting on or off. I would say um, uh, is Spaceship Earth kind of oh, similar yeah, I was about that? to say that. Yeah, that's a good speed. Yeah. It, I mean, it literally it's like all the ski resorts and stuff, not chairlifts, but a lot of the gondolas. It detaches as it moves around. It moves so incredibly slow. I mean, it's if you stepped onto the moving walkway at the airport or anywhere else, chances are you've stepped onto something faster than this is moving around. So you have plenty of time to to get on. It's it's really not an That's issue. Okay. So yep, so keep looking for more videos. We'll have our our vlog where Denny Rhino and I talked about it right after the experience and then all the the POV videos of us riding it around that you can find at youtube.com slash WDW info. All right. Thank you, Craig. All right. Before we go, I wanted to talk about an article I came across in the Orlando Sentinel by uh, Gabrielle Rusin. Um, the article is entitled Disney World Workers Endure Tourists Who Scream, Punch, and Even Grope Them. Now, a few weeks ago, we talked about the cast member who was working at Tower of Terror, who got punched in the face by a guest because uh, she didn't have a proper, uh, the right fast pass to get on the attraction, and uh, that uh, the cast member, as they apparently do in many cases, chose not to press charges. Um, this article is kind of takes that and talks about a lot of the stories that uh, cast members have. Um, and I'm reading through it and what was going, as I was reading through it, what was going through my mind is also 
what we were talking about earlier, budget cuts, layoffs, uh, all these decisions being made, um, these cast members are getting it from both ends. <clears throat> they're getting it from the guests. They're getting it from management. And the, the article starts off by saying Disney World employees are easy targets. Tourists scream at them, sexually harass them, and in the most serious cases, physically attack them, according to law enforcement reports. Um, the Sentinel reviewed nearly 50 reports, including nine that were filed this year, uh, over the course of a decade at Walt Disney World. Um, and they say that it's likely the tip of the iceberg because so many things go, go unreported. Um, and they, they, one, one cast member says, yeah, we're basically emotional punching bags. Um, and granted, the Tower of Terror case from a few weeks ago, that was extreme. Um, I don't think that happens every day. But it got me thinking. These cast members are not rolling in money, right? They're not being paid so much money that it's worth it for them to get treated like this. They're working in the same heat that you're vacationing in. Um, you know, we mentioned this with Dorian, how some people take their frustrations, uh, you know, because the hurricane comes and things are closed. And they take their frustrations out on cast members who are there to help helping them when they would really rather be home with their families. Or that, or they had a crappy flight on the way here and their flight was delayed. Things that, or their kids are going crazy. I think there's something else to it. This is a very, very expensive vacation. None of this is cheap. And I think people build it up in their heads. We hear it as travel agents. Everything has to be perfect. And I want the perfect vacation for I, my or family. My, or my vacation will be ruined. And I think what happens is, it's like when you go to a store and they're out of something, you're angry at the person who's waiting on you, who didn't do the ordering, who didn't do the stocking, who isn't in control of what's going on and that's kind of the same thing I think there's a level of expectation with Disney that you are going to see unicorns and rainbows and everybody's going to kiss your butt and it is going to be the perfect vacation and your little snowflake is going to have the experience of their lives and what you're really doing is you're going into a large city on any given day mm -hmm. filled with people from all over the world and you have to deal with the reality of what you've been sort of built up in your own head, that there is a reality behind it. And I think that's why they, that's why people take it out on the first person they get to see. I'm also going to go one step further with that and say that we are into right now a society where people think it's okay to be out and out rude mm -hmm. to people, if not violent. That's mm -hmm. okay. That's all right. If I punch a cast member, I think it's all right. Well, it's also because we've sort of said that that's okay in our society. <clears throat> and forgive me, but as we've talked about in the past, um, Disney World more and more as a, as a measure of the price increases is appealing more and more to a more affluent client. And frankly, they tend to be a lot more entitled. The richer jerks. And think that everything should be tailored exactly to what they want and that mm. they look at these cast members as subhuman because of their job. 
or personal servants or, or personal servants. Well, they're also and selling. I mean, D- Disney World is pricing out as a five-star resort. Yeah. And I am not slamming anything. I am not degrading anything. Disney World is not a five-star resort. The hotels are not five-star. You've stayed in a five-star resort. There are things, and I think people have, because of this price, a certain level of expectation that isn't going to be there. And I, I think that's something they build up in their own heads, that if it's this much money, it's got to be this level of service. And it's not. I can only talk about from the water park aspect of it that I, we, as lifeguards and coordinators, were always used to being yelled at. It, because I think it's very different in the water parks being a lifeguard. Uh, is that because you're? I think you're correcting guests more than An authority figure. You know, over please stay off, No, you can't. You do please that. stay off the wall. Please, right. no running. Or if, or if we have to shut the pool down, please get out the water. Please go in the shelter. So there's a lot of there's a lot more that you're directing than a typical than a cast member at the Magic Kingdom. So we would always get pushback from the guest. Oh, I don't have to get under that. Well, yes, sir, you do. And then you start getting these confrontations. I never felt so magical at Disney, like working for Disney at a water park because I was constantly correcting people. You know, no, I have to go get an AFR at the pool. You know what that is, right? It's, um, but that, that's, I, can only, I can only go from, from that. But I, we were just used to it. We were just used to it. Now, I, you guys, Craig and Rhino, both of you worked as cast members. Yeah, those your I, experiences? Well, I'm, before I even talk about it as a cast member or a team member, I'll talk about it just for as a normal human going to the parks. And that is that I, it, my wife it gets really mad at me for saying it, but I'm losing faith in humanity the more that we go in these parks because people are just so rude to each other, let alone cast members. Just like uh, – so – when we were waiting for the the parade at the Disneyland uh, Halloween party, the Oogie Boogie Bash, I was standing less than five feet away oh. from a crosswalk. And while I was standing there, I was standing waiting for the parade for about 30 minutes. This was the final day of six days straight at walking around California, being tired. I was just – I had my feet apart standing trying to like get in a comfortable position because i'm so tired and this lady comes up behind me with a stroller and says excuse me can you please stop man spreading and let me through as you could like literally just turn over and see a crosswalk where a cast member is standing moving traffic through it was as simple as just saying oh it's right over there. Let me go around and move. Instead, mm-hmm. I get... She could have just said, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, or just yes. excuse me <laughs> yeah. anything. But that's that's what I, I got from that. And that, that's just one of probably about 20 experiences that I had where it was just people either wanting what they wanted right when they wanted it or it was the opposite where it's they are living in this delusional world where it's like I am... I'm here alone and no one else can see I'm me. I'm the only and, person in the world. And yeah. there's like, there was one point, these two girls were, there was 10 people of us lined up waiting to get a shot, a sleeping beauty castle, uh, like late at night and waiting for no one in it. And then these two girls run up, right? As we're like, we got the shot and they run up and they started a photo shoot for 15 minutes. And we're just standing there. Like they are so oblivious to, like we had this wall set up, all doing the same thing. It's just people. Oh, I also blame uh, Disney. Oh, I didn't say anything. Disney rewards bad behavior. 
Mm. If you're loud and obnoxious enough, Disney will give in. Yeah. We were out in front of um, Chefs de France one day, and everybody had a reservation, and they were turning people away. And this very loud man came up and he said, my kids are tired and was cursing at the cast member. My kids are tired. My kids are hungry. And you're going to do something. He was using words that I'm not going to use. Do you know what they did? They made everybody else wait and they got him a table. And I think to myself, you've rewarded that man. Yeah. You're now encouraging the behavior. But then on the other side, if the cast member member is rude, now you're going to escalate. So, but I think we can all agree it goes on. I think we can all agree at one time or another, all of us have been hot, tired, pissed off, and maybe said something we shouldn't. He's been spit on. But that was by me before the show. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You were spit on? Yeah. I, uh, you know, sworn at, spit on, you know. And, and uh, I, you know, I've had situations where I understood. I, I related to a perspective. A man was having a meltdown and threatened to hit me once because his child had special needs or something. I didn't, wasn't even near him. And he just walked up to me and threatened to punch me in the face. And I was like, I, or what? I, and, but I always said, you know, working at Disney, I see the worst in humanity. Is that my experience? And there were positions that I literally dreaded being in the rotation because I knew it, all it is is me trying to make sure that people are safe, but they don't want to. They'll throw their cigarette at me or they'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, because I'm like, you can't smoke near the gas main that's right behind you where you <laughs> just watched us make an explosion that there still could be like. And I was there, and there was a gas leak in the park one day. And, like, to the point, like, people were getting sick, and we had to evacuate the park. And I'm like, you, I'm saying and doing this because, and I do it all with a smile on my face while you spit at me and you threaten to hit me and do all this stuff. I'm not one to be confrontational with people. I'm just asking you to follow the rules politely, and then I would love to have a conversation with you. And, like I said, I think we can all get on board that this happens. I think we can all get on board that at one time or another, we've probably all been guilty of being rude or inappropriate. Um, so, but that's not my point. We're not going to change other people's behavior, right? We can call it out, but we can't change it. But what we can do is change our own, right? Um, so what I want to see people do is start going out of your way when you're in the parks. I want to ask my team to do this. I want to ask all of you to do this. Going out of your way when you're in the parks, you're dealing with a cast member, just say something like, we appreciate you. Or say something nice. Be a counterbalance to what I'm sure is more than one negative experience that day with a guest. Um, you don't have to spend anything. You don't, you know, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. Um, I want to challenge people to do more of that. I always try and do it. I always try. I never go in to be rude. Um, if you're rude with me, it's on. But I always write, um, I always open the notes and write the person's name and where they're from in the location. It would all be like, oh, Jessica from, you know, from New Hampshire was so nice today. And um, tweet you it out to cast yeah, compliment. Yeah, cast compliment with the at WDW today thing. And um, I've asked a lot of cast members about it too because I'm like oh is it is it like how like they used to have a fake compliment thing for us in the day and we'd never actually get it like and 
they were like, no, they actually make a really big deal out of it. They bring you the tweet like in a picture a lot of the times. And like, just so you now know, it's now Walt WDW guest service. Oh, okay. They changed it. Uh, okay. Okay. So yeah, but you know, it's it 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 might not be in that moment. You can say thank you. You're amazing as well. I think taking just the little extra step that you can do on your phone while you're waiting in a line, it will come back to them later, and it'll help them again in another time where they might be down, you know, or, or out. And so, so it's tweeting uh, at WW Guest Services or Guest Service. Which one was it? WDW Guest Service. No S at the end. Okay. So you tweet at WW Guest Service with the hashtag cast compliment and that, that they do get that. They do see yeah. that. But also just, you know, it's a shame that you got to say it. Just be a decent human being. That goes, but that, 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 that should be going further. Identify that these people are not the help. Okay? No one is the help. Identify that these are other people in the world, other human beings. Imagine it's your daughter, your son, your brother, your sister. How would you want them treated? Treat them the same way. It's sad that it has to be said, but it has to be said. And while we can't change everybody else's behavior, what we can do is make sure in whatever way that is within our power, we can just do something nice. Look for the opportunity to do something nice. Go out of your way. doesn't cost any money. Unless you're buying them stuff, then. But you know, you know what I'm saying. You, Craig, would you stand up and show us man spreading before we go? I, I, I mean, it this. won't show up He's on here. He's doing it right back here. You can't see under this counter, but his legs on top you, of me. Bob was big on that. <laughs> Bob used to tell people to stand wide and sit wide. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, all right, there you have it, folks. That's going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. John, Kevin, and I will not be back for oh, at least three shows. I think. See y'all on Christmas. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be <laughs> London, out in uh, London and Paris on our Adventures by Disney trip. Disneyland, we're going Paris. to Disneyland, Paris. And Disneyland so if you Paris. are a, a Disneyland Paris cast member who watches us, please look for us and say hi. We would love to meet you. Say bonjour <laughs> or hi <laughs> or, or whatever. So, all right, folks, that'll do it. Hope you enjoyed it. We will see you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, folks. And remember, stay out of the damn life.